Hello, Cosmic Soul fam. Welcome back to another episode of the Heather Namaste podcast. I'm your host, Heather Alexander, and today we are going to be discussing one of my favorite subjects, astrocartography. And astrocartography, if you're not familiar with that terminology, is essentially astrogeolocation or astrogeography. What astrocartography can be described as is your unique astrology chart overlaid onto a map of the world. So this type of astrology can really show you where in the world would be the most impactful place for you to live, work, play, and thrive. I'm so excited to talk about this subject because I love diving into this new kind of realm of astrology, although technically it's not super new. Astrologers have been creating astrocartography maps forever, but it wasn't until the 1970s when Jim Lewis really brought light onto using this type of astrology to look at how a person's life might be changed by moving. Previous to Jim Lewis kind of talking more about astrocartography, writing his book, you know, having these seminars in the 70s, astrocartography was really only used by like really technical astrologers. There wasn't any programs for them to use. And so they're really having to use complicated math and cartography skills, like actually mapping these planetary lines and orbs of influence onto the world, which is very technical. And honestly, they were really only using it to look at like world events, not necessarily looking at individually how this might affect people. I think it's really interesting that astrocartography really started booming in the 1970s, which was really a time when people are starting to be more open-minded about different spiritual practices, yoga, meditation, and different avenues of spirituality and higher echelons of raising your vibration and your frequency. And so using astrocartography during that time, I feel like really helped people to awaken themselves to not really force, but to awaken themselves to these new energetic experiences that would further help them to evolve as a spiritual human being on this planet. And I think that's really interesting about that timing. When I looked at my own astrocartography chart, I was surprised, but not surprised that the locations of, you know, the cities and states and countries that I lived in and that I'm currently living in, you know, have these very strong planetary influences. I actually wrote an article about my time living in South America and how that related to my astrocartography map, how that related to my experience while I was living there. And it was so confirming, so affirming for me to decode that for myself because 
it's almost like my intuition and my higher self was saying, yes, you needed to be there to have those experiences so that you could evolve and level up as a human being. I mean, at the time I was living in South America, I was like 15, 16 years old. So I was, I was quite young. But had I not had those experiences at that time, I don't know if I would be the same person. So it's very, it's a very interesting subject. I actually had the pleasure of being a vendor at a local metaphysical fair here in Denver, Colorado. And I offered mini astrocartography sessions or maybe like 15, 20 minutes long. I was blessed to have a nonstop flow of clients flowing through. Like every 15 minutes, there was a new person's chart to look at. And it was exhilarating to say the least. And I gained so many Again, affirming confirmations about how these planetary ley lines in our own astrology chart can have these pivotal, impactful influences upon our lives. I had clients asking questions ranging from where in the world can I start my business or that I can take my business to evolve and like level up and make my business thrive, right? I had questions that were asking about where can I go to find the love of my life or where can I go to have this soulful ancestral connection, you know, or where can I go to shine my brightest self without any cares about Am I worthy? Am I good enough to be myself? Just somewhere where I can go that I can just be my true self without any worries or cares. And when I looked at these places and when I looked at these individual maps for my clients, it was really interesting to note that all of the places that they had been intuitively being drawn to, right? They're either having dreams about this place or this place keeps popping up in their everyday life, like maps or on the side of buses or, you know, pop-up ads or something like that. That's like, hey, you need to come here. Or maybe they saw a picture. Something is intuitively calling these people to these places to have the experience that they're wanting to call in. I had the pleasure of reading someone's chart whose question was, where can I go to have deep spiritual healing and a deeper connection with my ancestral lineage or my ancestors or my spirit guides, where can I go that would give me this experience? And it was so neat to look at this person's chart because they had already been intuitively being drawn to the exact location, the exact planetary line, the exact angular house that would give them that experience that they were so deeply craving. And when I showed them, this is where they're going to have that experience. They looked at their friend kind of wide eyed. And then they looked at me and they said, I was literally just researching this place. And I had to giggle because it was a, a repeating pattern amongst all of my clients that night and all of my clients that I've had since and before that they are intuitively being drawn to these places to have the experience that they're craving, that they're calling in for themselves. 
I believe that our highest self is always guiding us. Spirit is always guiding us. And I believe that our highest self and spirit are like vibing on the ether, on the etheric plane together. And they are guiding us. You know, there's this unseen force that's guiding us, not only in our lives and how we conduct ourselves in our everyday experiences, but like, where can we go to enhance this feeling or to reach this frequency or to reach this vibration? Each planet rules over a different frequency or rules over a different part of our lives. You know, you have your sun, which is your soul's expression, your true, your true self expression. You have your moon, which is, you know, your intuition, your instinctual nature, your personal planets, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. So like how you communicate, how you think, what you love, what you value, what drives you, what you're passionate about, and then so on and so forth. And so when you think about astrocartography, it's really cool because you can say to yourself, all right, well, I really want to have a feeling of reaching my highest purpose for myself, my highest soul evolution. And honestly, when I look at astrocartography charts, I'm looking at sun on the AC. I'm looking at north node on the AC. And when I'm saying AC, I mean ascendant line. So at that point in time, that planet or that node or that point was rising over the horizon at the time of your birth. And so when you've got this rising energy for these planetary frequencies, that's going to give you the most kind of driving force. And of course, we know that our ascendant line is how the world sees us, our outward expression. And so we would want our outward expression if we are searching for where's the best place to be my true self. We're looking for that outward expression of ourselves. And so we're looking for that ascendant line and we're looking for our soul's expression. So we're looking for sun or we're looking for north node energy. This is what we're looking at when we're looking at your astrocartography chart. Now, it's all very technical. And if you've gone to your favorite website or program to pull up your own astrocartography chart, you've probably been really overwhelmed looking at this huge map of the world, which, you know, is not some small feat to travel the world. But you're looking at this huge map and you're looking at all these lines just streaming across the page. It almost reminds me of like the maypole and all the streaming ribbons just streaming all around and there's people dancing and it's like, ah, it's complete chaos. In another reading I had, as we were diving into this particular client's astrocartography map, they wanted to ask about what energy I saw in Melbourne, Australia. And this person had Saturn on their Imium coli. Your Imium coli is the cusp of your third and fourth house. And so with Saturn on the Imium coli, that could definitely represent challenges or a lot of difficulty in finding, you know, a home space, putting down roots, just really finding shelter because your fourth house rules over your home, your family, and your long-term security. And so this person, <laughs> when they asked me this question and I was giving them this answer, like, this is a difficult place for you to find a home. It's difficult for you to put down roots. It's difficult for you to find like the security, the safety, shelter. And they were just looking at me and their eyes were so big. 
and their face kind of went a little bit white. And I was like, are you all right? And they just looked at me and they said, when I traveled to Melbourne, Australia at the end of 2019, it was right before COVID hit, right before the pandemic shut everything down. This person was in Melbourne for a job. And once the pandemic hit Australia, you know, he was laid off. He had a really difficult time finding space to stay. So it was really something that he had this difficult time finding security, finding safety, finding shelter, finding a home. And it was so interesting that his astrocartography map had that Saturn on the Imium coli running right through Melbourne. So fascinating. And it was definitely confirming for that person that astrocartography is not some woo-woo pseudoscience. Like there's real proof to what they have and will be experiencing in these different locations. I had another client come through and she was asking, what can you see near India? And when I was looking at her astrocartography chart, she had Chiron on her ascendant line running right through India. And remember, our astrocartography lines, these lines of influence, have a 700-mile orb around. And so these lines are running through the map, and all around the line, left and right, is 700 miles orb of influence. And so basically anywhere she traveled in India, she was having this planetary influence. With Chiron on your ascendant line, which is your rising sign, which is our outward expression of ourselves, how the world perceives us. When you have Chiron, the wounded healer asteroid, on your ascendant line, it can be really scary or really frightening or really worrisome to show up as yourself, to be yourself, to portray the outward expression of who you really are and to have other people see you as that can be really scary if you have Chiron on your ascendant line. So when I was telling her that, she just, again, the same kind of like wide-eyed look, just like, what? So she told me that she had visited India a few years ago as a student abroad. And she said it was the hardest time just living there, trying to be herself. She said she felt very afraid of what if people judge me or what if people are looking at me differently? What if people are judging me the way that I speak? These types of things were really on the forefront of her mind. And as we kept chatting a little bit more about it, I reminded her that yes, Chiron influence can be extremely difficult to work with, very challenging, very frightening, very daunting. But I told her that when we break through the veil of worry, self-doubt, and fear that Chiron so often brings up for us, that's when the abundance and blessings come through when we heal ourselves and do the shadow work to evolve into our best and brightest self, you not only give permission to other people around you to do the same, but you're inspiring them to do that same work. As we were chatting about her Chiron line, she kind of had this like aha moment where she remembered that, yes, it was really difficult but she did work through a lot of those fears and doubts. And it was almost as if she forgot that she was able to do that or did do that. 
And I think that that's so classic of Chiron energy because no matter how much, how often we work through our Chiron wounds, it's almost as if the wound never really heals. It's something we're constantly nurturing. I had another client come through and was asking about where in the world can they go to find the love of their life, to put down these roots, to start a family, and to get more connected with not only her heritage, but her ancestral roots. And as we dove into her astrocartography chart, it was very interesting to see her Venus on her IC line, her Imium coli, as well as her moon on her AC line, her ascendant line. And it's really funny because that is the exact place that she had already been intuitively drawn to. In fact, she's going on a vacation there at the end of summer. So hopefully she keeps me updated on how that goes, especially since now she knows what types of energy that she can expect when she travels there. The last story I want to talk about is a personal story, and this is really honestly the height of my spiritual awakening way back, I guess, in 2005, 2006, when I had my first spiritual awakening or my first intense spiritual awakening. I traveled to the East Coast of the United States to right outside Raleigh, North Carolina. And looking at my astrocartography map, I have my Venus on my ascendant line running right through North Carolina. And the interesting thing about astrocartography is depending upon where the line is or where you particularly traveled in relation to that line, whether it's on the east or west side of the line, depends upon which house, so to speak, that this influence is going to be occurring in your life. And so for me personally, my Venus on my ascendant line was west of where I was. So I was on the eastern side of that line. And according to astrocartography, the east side of the line kind of goes backward on the astrology wheel. So since this was Venus on my ascendant line, since we're going backward on the astrology wheel, instead of being in my first house of myself and my self-identity, now, since it's on the east, it's now on the 12th house of spirituality, your higher soul's evolution, and so when I'm thinking about my spiritual experience while I was there, it was very interesting because I traveled from, you know, Raleigh, North Carolina, around over there to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And once I cross over to South Carolina, I'm now on the west side of my Venus ascendant line. And so thinking back to that experience, I remember feeling like I had this incredibly powerful spiritual connection with, you know, the person that I was there with, that we were like soulmates, you know, that he was like my spiritual guide, that he was like my soulmate, that this person was, uh, we were going to ride off into the sunset together. And my Venus is naturally in Cancer. And so I'm very like romantic, very lovey, that sort of thing. But what the interesting part was, 
All of this is happening on the east side of my Venus ascendant line, which remember is technically in that 12th house. So when we travel down to Myrtle Beach to go on our actual vacation, we were hanging out on the beach and we had like a high rise condo sort of hotel room situation right on the beach overlooking the water. It was really beautiful. And as we're on the beach, once we travel to the opposite side of the Venus line, right now, Venus is technically since we're on the west side of the line, it's now focused more on the first house. The interesting part about how I felt different was even though I still felt very strongly that this person like was my person that, you know, we were going to be together. It was more so about, okay, well, let me make sure that I'm doing this for me. Let me make sure that I'm having a good time, that I'm placing the appropriate values onto what I want to attract in my life. And so it was a very interesting kind of contrast, even though the orb of that particular travel distance was maybe at the most 75 miles, I still felt this strong kind of contrast and strong kind of difference in how my Venus was being expressed. So as you can kind of see and kind of tell, Astrocartography is a very involved science. It's a very involved practice. So if you are looking at your astrocartography map and thinking to yourself, what in the heck have I gotten myself into? Then definitely reach out for a reading. This is one of my favorite types of astrology to share with my clients, especially since the world is starting to open up a bit more for travel for vacation, for things like that. I think that it's the perfect time. We all kind of have this wanderlust, this cabin fever to get out of the house, to get out of our city that we live in and to go explore. And what better time to start the process than now? If you're looking to make a big move or relocation for your life, for your career, if you're looking for the best place to vacation, to just completely relax, If you're looking for the best place to find the drive and motivation and passion to steer you in the direction of achieving something like a legacy that you can leave behind or, you know, leaving your mark on the world. If you're looking for somewhere to have a spiritual experience, to have a spiritual awakening, to connect deeper with your ancestors, these are all questions that can be answered by diving into your unique astrocartography map. And if you're curious about learning more about working with me to discover your unique place in the world, then visit cosmicsolkami.com slash work with me. And then from there, you can choose the astrocartography offering called Cosmic Travel Guide. I also wrote an article about my personal experience with astrocartography, which you can find on the website under the musings tab. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you all have an amazing rest of your day. Namaste.